0: Welcome to the Bounce of the Ball If you're listening to us on Spotify and on Apple Give us a follow and a 5 star review and share it on your socials And if you're watching us on YouTube Please subscribe to our channel and like our videos Uh, So today I'm joined by my co-host Rua Toona, Hawaii Lads
1: Hey, Chappie. Good.
0: Hey, Chappie. Not too bad. Not too bad. Good, 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 good. So, a bit of a... I think today we, um, we're going to have a bit of a Chelsea talk today. Um, yep. There's a fair few things happening at uh, Stamford Bridge. And, um, yeah, I guess I'll uh, start us off from um, topic number one for the day. A certain Mr. Raheem Sterling. He's um, signed for Chelsea Football Club. Um big transfer from Manchester City, uh 45 million, plus I believe 10 million in additional add-ons as well, on top of that. Um, Raheem's signed a five-year deal, um, which will actually take him to the grand old age of 33. Um, he's 27, turning 20, 28 this year, that's all. Um so what are your thoughts, lads? Is this a good deal for Chelsea or how do you feel about it?
1: Um okay I'll go first. <laughs> Age uh, before
0: beauty.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, uh if it was a Liverpool deal, I wouldn't be um keen on this cuz I think uh, I I'm, I'm I'm not of the of the school of thought that uh when you're 27, 28, you know, uh you can still have that intensity and pace. I feel like it wanes as time goes on. And Raheem Sterling's been playing since he's 16, so who knows, man, maybe he's peaked already and now it's just Man City doing some good business. 45 million for a man on his last contract is also a question, but it is Raheem Sterling, so I guess it it works out somehow. But honestly, I I don't know if chelsea should have done this but they did so who knows yeah over to you (laughs) Rue. all
2: right uh i've got my personal feelings on this professionally this guy's got the fourth highest goal contribution rate in the premier league since 2017 2018 he's an england international he's a mature player there's so many things that speak to this that make you think that there's a lot of potential for this to be a good move. The only okay. issue I have is anyone who ever fit the mold of being a Liverpool-type player, like a Raheem Sterling, who likes running with the ball at his feet, I don't feel like that's ever really worked at, out at Chelsea. I don't know if his style of play is going to match uh, what they're doing. I mean, look at what they've done with every ball player. They had Bar, Z, uh, bar um, Hazard, right? ZH. Really good ball player. Didn't work out. He's on his way out. I don't think Raheem Sterling's age will have any issues. I don't think he's the type of player or has been the type of player that incurs a lot of injuries, but that could change at any point in time. But from a Chelsea perspective, that says a lot to Callum Hudson or Doy, It says a lot to Christian Pulisic because those are the guys that are going to be directly impacted by the presence of Raheem Sterling in this team because they're going to be pushed right to the back of the line so i don't know it's an interesting one definitely an interesting what do you think chappy
0: at times i feel i'm a bit conflicted with it i know you said you wouldn't want him to come to liverpool but i guess at the end of the day when he's been one of your own um, it's hard not to want him back in a way Um, i've got a soft spot for raheem in all honesty Um, that being said um, 45 mil almost 55 mil it's a lot of money Um, and at times I just think is he a big game player or is he a flat track bully at times I don't know over the years it just felt as if um, Pep has used him against the lesser lights of the Premier League in Europe but when the big boys come to town he seems to, um, bench him. Um, like if memory serves me correct, um, the one big game that he's absolutely, there's a couple big games that he's absolutely killed it. It was in the FA cup final, um, where he scored a double. Um, and then in addition to that, but the double that he scored is when the match was won. Like they won that game six, 0 um, in addition to that, it was the game against us. The Only time he's performed well against a big team from memory is when he played against Liverpool at Anfield during lockout, when there's no crowd and no pressure. Um, I don't know. As I said, I've got a lot of I've got a soft spot for Raheem, but I just have a feeling that he's just one of those players who plays extremely well against lesser players.
1: I definitely see that. And um, I I concur on some of your points. Yeah, but um, I I don't have such a soft spot for him as you have. I I just, ever since I saw Raheem Sterling playing for us, I knew there was something transitional about him. Like, he just didn't um, say... I want to stay, you know what I mean? So it, it, yep. it never worked out. But um, Ru, I, I I absolutely agree with your points of how um, it's hard for ball carriers to work out at Chelsea. So it'll be pretty interesting what he does next.
2: Yeah. So I just looked up a pretty interesting fact. <clears throat> so Man City played Real Madrid twice in the Champions League last year. One game they won, uh, what? For one, well, no, well one game they won four three. The second game they lost three one. Right? In the second, in the in the in the first game where they won four three, starting lineup for for Chelsea, I um, mean for Man City: Edison, Stones, Diaz, Laporte, uh, Zinchek, uh, Silva, Rodri, Kevin, Riyad Mahrez, Jesus, Foden. There was that interchangeable passing? I don't think Raheem Sterling got to sniff that game. Losing, he came off the bench and he also got a yellow card. Pep has stopped trusting Raheem Sterling with responsibilities to do damage. He's he like I feel like Riyad Mahrez surpassed him. I feel like uh, Grealish surpassed him in terms of Pep trusting them, trusting him to make a difference. He had a bit part play at Man City and he's probably on really decent wages over there so maybe this is an economical issue.
1: Yeah, 300k <laughs> imagine that and though there, were, and there a... was someone there was someone saying like there were rumors coming out that Liverpool were also competing for him, and I was like, yes I heard that's that such a, that's such some hot garbage bro. there's no way. We're competing I, for Sterling at 28, 27 years old, and we're going to put him at 300k. No, Unless no, so he what was I coming for a pay cut.
2: What I heard was he was leaving City and was interested in coming back to Liverpool. So it wasn't as such that I, the one that I heard was Got it. that. He was interested in coming back to Liverpool. And if you remember his rhetoric during the season, he, before you'd heard him two seasons back talking about how he was, he didn't want, no one wants to see Liverpool win the league, blah, blah, blah. No one wants to see them, you know, all that negative rhetoric. The next thing you're hearing, are oh, I've got a soft spot for Liverpool in my heart. You kind of <laughs> saw a comment that, okay, he knows that Pep is marginalizing him, he's bringing in other talent, he's changing the shape of his team. And yeah. now all of a sudden you want to come back? No, no, no. I wasn't going to, as much as statistically there's a good player there, it, it just wasn't going to uh, be fit for purpose
0: with us, I don't think. Okay. So having a look at him statistically, now that you've actually brought that point up, got this lovely little wheel here. Um, from what you can see, he actually ranks pretty highly in mm-hmm. touches, in um, players dribble past. Like if you have a look at it, he's in the he ranks pretty highly across Europe, um, Europe's top five leagues. Yes, the only thing that he averages low in is things like passing when under pressure. But he's getting down to the byline and he's trying to whip the ball in. Um, but everything else. Raheem ranks very highly across the board, across Europe's top five leagues. And this is from the last 365 days. You can't say that there isn't a good player there. This is true.
1: Uh, Look, there is a good player. Um, Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to jump on the Man City uh, position team wagon, but you know what? I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. There is a good player there. Let's <laughs> see what he does at Chelsea, and let's see what he can pull up. Yeah.
0: So just having a quick look at his stats. When you're having a look at the man's record at City, it actually stands out pretty well. You can see the drop-off in, um, from the 2020 year. In his goals, but overall, he's played 339 games for City and scored 131 games, uh, 131 goals. Sorry, um, I don't know. As I said, for me, he's always looked as though he misses chances, but I don't know if that's the case. He clearly doesn't if he's scoring a goal once every what is it,
2: 2.34 two
0: point, yeah, games or something like that. That's not that's a really good record for a winger whose job is to get down to the byline.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. No, it's a, it'll be an interesting <laughs> combination
0: because
2: I don't know. I guess if we're looking at the greater Chelsea picture, I don't know if all these pieces that they're putting together are going to add them into one strong unit, right? I mean, the area they needed to reinforce in was in defense. You're hearing yeah. Nathan Ike, uh, left, left-footed centre-back. I don't see a problem there. But if you're going to sell both... As and uh, Alonso to Barcelona, uh, you're losing a lot of leadership. And I don't think Nathan Nike is the answer there. Um, they've got a lot of youngsters as usual um, in the wings. Uh, Dejan Sterling and, and all these sorts of guys that are pretty decent, right? Malang But they're not, you know, take control of the game decent. Thiago Silva has had some really decent performances for Chelsea, but this is the season that I think he runs into some real big challenges. What is he, like 37, 38 now?
0: Isn't he like 50? Yeah, he's he's been playing forever,
2: man. Look, what is it, 10 years ago, 2012, if you wanted to build a center back from the ground up, you built Thiago Silva. There's no question that this guy is one of the most knowledgeable, well-equipped Footballers, but he's 37 years old, about to enter his what, 20th season of first class football, right? James Milner yeah. type stuff. In a team yeah. where he's going to be relied upon for more game time, there's going to be some challenges there. What He's one, one meter 81. You've got two of the biggest clubs in the Premier League buying some really big boys at a center forward. And you've got a guy who is 38, closer to 40, tacking in at 80 kilos, 1.81, you know. Well, they need to get some, they need to get delit. They need to get a delit type of figure to, to take to take center stage at that uh, back four. I don't think that, I think Nathan Ike as a squad player will do something, but you've lost Rudiger. You need to bring somebody in somebody like who's a big deal, you
0: know? Okay. I'll take your point on um, Thiago Silva, but one of the greatest defenders to have ever played the game, um, Fabio Cannavaro. That man was, what, a meter 76. And he played well into his late 30s as well. And he did extremely well. He never got beat in the air. It's all about timing and everything else. And I guess he it also didn't do that in to... the
2: Premier League. There's a reason why <laughs> Fabio Cannavaro and Carlos Puyol and any other diminutive centre back you have never came to the Premier League. That, that was that. I'd say in the Spanish league, in the Italian league, it's a lot more about skill and movement of the ball. Right? They're probably not as physical as you're going to get in the Premier League in terms of having a, what's Chris Ashton or whatever, all these physical boys from your Stokes, your Burnleys, and, and now Newcastle and all that sort of stuff. As a center back, the requirements of a center back in the Premier League are very different. Athleticism
0: plays a big part. I don't it think does, he had that pressure. Time, we're, talking, Spain. we're talking about a man who was leading Juventus through to the Champions League titles. And, like, he was still playing at the top of the game and representing Italy internationally as well, coming up against your bruises, coming up against all these other guys as well. There's a reason why. I think he's the only defender to have ever won the um, Ballon d'Or as well, is he not?
2: Not the only defender, but he's he's the most recent in in recent times. Um, Outside of him, I don't think anyone's gotten in there. But you have to ask yourself the question. He played next to Matarazzi. He was a bit physical. He was really good with the ball on the ground. But they gave Luka Modric uh, a Ballon d'Or for being in a team that got close and being in the uh, Champions League winning side that year. Doesn't make him the best player in the world. The reason why they didn't give it to Zidane is because he got a red card in the final. Cannavaro was not the best player in the world that year, but he led a team to winning the, the World Cup. That's what he got the title for.
0: Bob he was decent. The best player. Wait, 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 wait. That's an argument that I find quite annoying. There's no reason right. why attacking players are the ones who win the best player in the world. Just because I'm, you're banging the goals doesn't mean you're the best player in the world, does it? There's, different positions different...
2: there's, there's no question. And I was right up there ready for Van Dijk to get the ballon door that year, right? Yeah, me but, too. Me uh,
1: too.
2: My, my honest-to-God <laughs> opinion... I never felt like Cannavaro was the best player in his position at that World Cup. I don't feel like he was the best player of the year there. I feel like he got the title because he captained a team that won the World Cup, period. Not because he was the best. Was he one of the best centre-backs of his time, of his era? He was in the conversation. I just don't think he was better. I, I thought Nesta was better. I thought, yep, Stam was better. I thought them boys were your prototypical.
1: I think Ru getting a call.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. But um, it's an interesting conversation. I guess we'll need to have that when he comes back. I'm just a firm believer that attacking players are the ones who get all the plaudits, and they're the ones who are put up on the pedestal because they're the headline makers. You score a goal, you make the headlines as defenders yeah, and goalkeepers and everything else, there's no reason why you can't be the best player in the world if people look at you and they judge you as that. Um, I think Cannavaro was... It was shocking to see a defender in 2006 win it, yes, but why not?
1: Yeah, that it, um, it should happen more, man. It should definitely happen I think more. it should.
0: I think it should. I think yeah. they're just a little... As I said, it's easier to give it to an attacking player, someone who wins Absolutely. you games per se, but who's the defenders win you games too. We've seen Virgil van Dijk, we've seen John Terry, we've seen Rio Ferdinand, Vidic, and all these guys win games by locking out the opposition and you get a dirty 1-0 win and, yeah, you scrape it through. Um, I guess... Kind of feels over. I just want to wait for Rue a little bit. I'm pretty certain we can okay, edit cool. this out where he's not there anyway. Okay.
1: Cool. Back. I'm, just gonna, we, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna okay, all right, cool. Sorry, can what you, were you gonna say yes.
2: about <laughs> the disadvantages of using your mobile phone,
0: your old man can call you at any time. <laughs> Put it on do not disturb, fam. Um so speaking about Chelsea transfers, um Fabrizio Romano tweeted, tweeted the other day. Treated my Jesus. Fabrizio Romano tweeted the other day that Ake is actually clean on the move to Chelsea and that he's actually agreed personal terms. Um, I know, Rue, that you were saying that you don't believe that um Ake is the answer to Chelsea's issues in that back line and they need to look elsewhere. Um I find it very hard to disagree with that. Um, he's 27 years old. He's coming into his prime years as a defender. And over the last couple seasons, he's only managed to play about 24 games, I think it is for Man City. Um, I just don't see where he's got that experience and game time over the last couple of years. Um, my, most of my memories of Nathan are actually from when he was born with. And what well, that was like <laughs> two, three years ago now. And it's a big step up from going from Bournemouth to a big top four side and being the man in your position there.
2: I'm going to give a slightly different perspective. I still stand by my argument. I don't think he's going to command the starting spot. I think he's more a squad player. I think he's a guy you bring in um, to add numbers, to add bodies. I don't think he's the starting yeah. guy. But... Let's least forget, Chelsea Academy player came through in the ranks, played for Chelsea before going to Bournemouth, was out on loan twice. There's the bones in that player to have somebody who's going to contribute very well to this team. But command a starting spot, he will not. And I think uh, Chelsea need to look for somebody who commands a starting spot.
1: So are you saying... um... If Nathan Aki is coming in as a squad player, who's who's going to be the starter?
2: That they don't. I don't think they have a starter. I don't think Thiago Silva can be a starter. I don't think Nathan Chaloba can be a starter. I don't think Dejan Sterling can be a starter. I don't think Nathan Aki can be a consistent starter. If you bring him and De yeah, you've got that Dutch combination, right? You've got a bit of chemistry there. But then Nathan Aki, I don't know if he can... Elevate himself to the position that He will, you know Be the guy Maybe he can do it But by himself, nah, he needs to play alongside A more established, uh, more commanding back.
1: So you reckon there's going to be a lot of um, uh, What's the word? Rafa Benitez used to like to do this Like a lot of changing No, like a lot of changing Of players, like Each game, you're not going to get like Consistent back
2: four? I don't, I I do think you're gonna, you're not gonna get a consistent back four. I do think he's gonna play between a back three and a back four. I think the players he's brought in could probably complement that, but he's still missing one key center back. And if Bayern Munich pips him to delete, then I don't see anyone else out there. I don't see uh, Khaledio Kulubali. uh, leaving Napoli or passing up Napoli to go to Juve, uh, you know, that's also a bit of a complicated mess there. So I don't know. It's a tricky one for Chelsea. I don't know. I feel like their owners, he's moving in a direction where he wants to buy players to make a, a splash like a Raheem Sterling, but they didn't need Raheem Sterling. They needed yeah, to flash the sense. cash at Delit. If they've gone and spent 47 million on Sterling, are they gonna go and pay an right are they gonna spend another seventy something on delit the and then go and try and get a striker nah spending the money in the wrong places
1: yeah it's a it's a very interesting situation at Chelsea and um look personally. I am a bit worried that uh not not really worried because I'm an opposition fan but like um the fact that they got rid of Rudica and they're losing most of their defense is very worrisome but uh, f- and from what I'm hearing is that um uh Todd Bowie is uh buying players uh with Tuchel in his ear so With all that information, I'm thinking in my mind that Tuchel is not panicking about defense because him being a defensive coach, he probably has one up his sleeve, right? And now he's thinking, let's focus on uh, the attacking and midfield options. But personally... I think he's making a grand mistake. Like it's, uh, I I don't think you replace Rudiger that easily, even if you're a mastermind defensive tactician, I really think something is off there at Chelsea and I hope, okay, I don't hope, but I, I would love to see the, the, the mess. I would love to see the, the pain crash on that. So yeah, let's see, let's see what happens. <laughs> Let's see um, if Sterling is really something that will help the team. But, yeah, for me, Chelsea, you're looking at 5-6, five, 5-6. Six, five, six.
0: Okay. So we're saying they need to sign a striker. He literally played without a recognized center forward last year and wanted that interchanging of positions. So Raheem's going to come in from a system where he's used to players moving in front of him and having that interchanging. I guess the thought process here is that Sterling has been more prolific. I can't believe I actually said that, but Sterling has been more prolific (laughs) than Timo Werner. Um, So is that not an upgrade in that sense? Um, So now you now have Timo Werner coming in. Kai Havertz can now go back into his more Attacking midfield role instead of playing center forward. So there may be logic to it. He's got the pace of Sterling, which is, I think he's maybe not as quick as Timo Rena, but he's a quick, he's extremely quick. So I think that's the thought process there. Instead of having a recognized striker per se, have the players in there who are able to interchange positions. That's how I'm seeing it. In regards to it- Nathan Eicher. Sorry,
1: what were you guys No, no, it, it makes absolute sense what you're saying. It just shows that Tuchel is trying to um, uh, implement the Liverpool model where uh, we're very fluid. But, you know, mm. with fluidity, you have to have players that know each other very well. And from what I'm seeing, this transfer window is just a mess because, like, preseason has started – None of the teams that none of the players that they need uh uh training Signed, yeah. for preseason, exactly. So it's like what's going on? <laughs> but hey, yeah. uh we we love the mess, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I know. So the only point I was gonna bring up about Nathan Ike is the fact that he's left footed, he plays and he can play left back as well. So Nathan Ake can play on the left-hand side, and that's the same side that uh, Marcus Alonso, who's rumored to be leaving. Um, Yes, he's not that attacking left-back or anything like that, but he can fill into that left slot, provide some solidity there as well. So there might be some gymnastics that might get played there every now and then. And if you can get um, Delito Kawinde in, and have Nathan Ake, who's a bit of an athlete as well. I think that mitigates the loss of Rüdiger's athleticism from that back line.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I can see Uh. that.
2: (laughs) All right, look, uh, for the purposes of uh, progress, uh, we can keep looking, but it's just the options there, right? They've got Nathan Ampadu, right? Um, And he can play left-sided... He's already signed. He's already their player. He was on loan. He can play as a left-back. He can play left-sided. He's defensive. He's good with the ball as well. He is a squad player. They've got options. They've got Baba Rahman. They've got uh, Ben Chilwell. They've got Emerson, who's coming back from loan. They they don't have a problem at left-back. They've got a problem at Mm -hmm. centre-back. Unless, unless they do the dumbest thing they could do right now, and that's letting Sergio Aspola Quetta go to Barcelona and say we're doubling down on Rhys James. Then I think they're really in trouble. Rhys James I, is good. <laughs> he,
1: I think Aspola Quetta yeah. is going to Barcelona. That's, that's definitely happening, without a doubt. you
2: think they'll let three defenders yeah. go to Barcelona Absolutely. in one window? Absolutely. If they do that, that's a poor move.
0: <laughs> that's it's actually a, a a good kind segue. Of <laughs> yep
2: sorry. yeah absolutely. Yep,
1: yeah yeah that's true
0: it is a mess but I was gonna say that's a pretty good segue when it comes to letting go of players according to the daily star sport um there's rumor of uh, certain Mr N'Golo Kante moving from Chelsea to Arsenal in this window as well so first I You go.
1: No, 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 go ahead. Sorry.
0: I was going to say, personally, I believe this uh, is one of the worst ideas that I've seen come up. And if it's true, it's not good for Chelsea, this one.
1: So um, uh, I was on AFC AFC TV and I was watching um, one of their transfer league shows where they were saying there's this mystery player that uh the inner, even uh, uh, Romano didn't speak about it but he said that there's a player that Arsenal are trying to get and that mystery player might show Arsenal's ambitions so when i when i saw this when you posted this i was like oh is this the guy that um is making Arsenal uh look like they're going to show ambition look kante Two years ago is fire. I don't know about last season what happened because there was a lot that was going on with Kante and um, his form. So, look, um, a season ago, this move would have been perfect for Arsenal. Uh, you get some good, good, good cover in that midfield. But now I don't know. Is it feels like it might be Chelsea just getting rid of a player that they feel like is not giving everything anymore. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting um, signing if it happens. Golo Kanté
2: leaving <laughs> Chelsea to go play for Mikel Arteta at Arsenal. I can't see it, folks. I can't see it. I can't see it. I'm sorry. I can't see it. I, I've got no comment it. on it because I can't see it. Could it happen? Yes. Can I see it happen? I can't see it.
1: <laughs> okay. But but so, what what do you think? What do you think he'll suit the Chelsea play? Oh, uh, sorry, the Arsenal team or?
2: I think Ngolo Kanté is one of the few players in the world that anywhere he goes he's just a in. productive fellow like, uh, like Claude Makélélé before him, there's certain underrated midfielders that just get the hard yards, get the good, the hard yakka gets done. Right. The yeah. issue you have there potentially on the health side of things is there's the heart issue. Um, there's the, the potential fitness concerns with injury uh, injuries in the last couple of seasons. Um, from a personality standpoint, you'll never have a problem with him. This is one yeah. of the hardest working guys. He does not know how to stop running. The That's most likable good, guys in the world. Everybody loves this guy.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: But, <sighs> I, can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> it might be time, bro. might be time. If it's if it's
2: time you sell them to PSG and you're gonna make a cool 40 50 bill, not Arsenal who spend 40 mil on every second player they've bought. Nah, they've got a budget as well. I don't see this.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, so, the idea disturbs oh. me. <laughs> the way I look at it is Ngolo's had a yeah, he, he picked up a few injuries last season, which is what yep. affected his form. Um, Ngolo over the last four or five years, has been one of the better defensive midfielders. He would walk into that Arsenal team and he would actually improve in tenfold. Um, there's no one in that Arsenal team who can shine his boots, in all honesty. Granit Xhaka, all these guys are not at his level. Um, he's an athlete. And he, the man can pass the ball, and from when Frank Lampard decided to play him higher up the pitch, he can actually score goals as well. Um, yeah. He's an athlete. He's a great player. Um, As I said, the man is 31 years old, and he's got 12 months left on his contract. So, is this them now looking to push him on just to get a fee for him, and help shape it in the new generation? And as we all know, Chelsea's just been taken over by a new owner so we don't know how he's going to operate we don't know what his plans are for the club all things being equal Chelsea actually do have an extremely good player in the center um in their midfield as it is um I'm not sure if I shared this with you before but uh, Kovacic he's ranking extremely high in the what 90th percentile across the board for midfielders um across Europe at the moment um yeah so it's one of those things he progresses the ball he's got a good engine on him um so is it a case of looking at it thinking okay we have Kovacic there do we really need to have do we really need to have N'Golo Kante in the team at the moment as well it's one of those things I'm just not sure um It's interesting. Um, Kovacic is one of those guys, for me, who plays well. He's aggressive. And as I said, the man can pass the ball. Defensively, he's sound. He's a bigger body than Golo Kante. So maybe that's their thought process. They have a player already there, ready-made, who can help fill that void, which he's done this season anyway, while Kante's been injured. I'm just interested to know what your thoughts are on uh, Kovacic.
1: Um, look, shooting off the hip. From from what I've heard from uh, Chelsea fans, yeah, they don't actually mind it, but they, they do highly regard Golo Kanté. But um, you can't fault um, the, the you can't fault the team for for, for wanting to sell Golo Kanté and then uh, using coverage to go forward. So yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's an interesting take, but Golo Kante is such a figure that um you wouldn't be it wouldn't be a bad take to say that I don't want the dude to move, you know what I mean? But if the money is right, he's only got one year and he's left on his contract, then it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: But so I guess I was just trying to play devil's advocate and find a way as a reason as to why they're thinking that.
2: It's tri- uh, hmm. Different Mateo Kovacic N'Golo Kante. Uh I feel I feel like the only direct replacement you have for N'Golo Kante at Chelsea is Billy Gilmore I think Mateo Kovacic is more of an attacking player, a very different type of player, very good on the ball. This guy's been uh, like a, a protege of, of, of Modric for how long, right? This guy is talented. Um, I think his direct competition is actually going to be... Who's that fella that played for Crystal Palace? Um, Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher, for me, is the guy that's going to come and, and, and give Mateo Kovacic competition. So they might look to move... Kovacic to play the Ngolo Kante role potentially. Um, Jorginho still there. There's potential now that Jorginho's looking to sign a contract extension because UV have just signed Pogba and there's no sign that they're going to be able to provide that financial backing to, to sign a Jorginho from Chelsea. So they might play a little bit differently. Jorginho is what, 28, 29. Um, so yeah, I guess it's possible. I just think that if I was Chelsea, I would be selling Golo Kante to PSG, who've always been interested and who are going to pay more for Golo Kante than
0: you would get from Arsenal. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. So I've come across a few uh, tweets, and I think Rui actually said this one to me today, where um, Chelsea are still being linked to everyone under the sun. <laughs> so, I'll bring it up quickly. So, this is the uh, possible Chelsea uh, eleven for next season. Um, hey, okay. there's some quality players there. There's talk with them looking at Ronaldo, Rafinha still linked, um, De Jong, um, Delit, Kunde. Yeah, it'd be a great team if they can actually pull that off. Um, it's interesting that um that's still how things are looking over at Chelsea at the moment. I've yeah. just seen an
2: article where Barcelona has m- matched Chelsea's bid for Rafinha to Leeds, and Rafinha has given Barcelona 48 hours to to make this deal happen because he has to, you know, get on with his life. He's, he's ready to go. <laughs> 60 million I don't understand how Barcelona thinks they can keep doing this They can't register the players they have And then they're going to bid 60 million For a guy yet they're trying to make 150 million 200 million to pay down debt. I don't know (laughs) Find it interesting (laughs) Find it interesting that anyone would be Associated with a club that could potentially Not be there in two years It's going to be interesting (laughs) (laughs)
0: that is very fair Um, speaking about as you said I didn't actually realize that um, Rafinha had given him 48 hours Um, it takes him a fair bit of time to be able to register players at the moment so it's interesting Um, the last I heard that Rafinha hadn't gone on tour is that the case that he stayed behind and didn't travel just like Cristiano
1: Mm. yeah yeah um so it's just going to be apparently he's going to be training at the Leeds training ground alone while the team is in australia so it's going to be it's it's it just says that rafinha is out the door either way if it means that barcelona doesn't come through then he's definitely going to be a chelsea player just circling back to that um, tweet that you showed of the Chelsea players that you had there. It, look, on paper, it looks like a team that will be pretty striking, but they they technically will have never played together. So unless this team is being tipped by Todd to say, hey, guys, this season, no, there's no... Um, there's no goals. All you guys got to do is just to learn each other, do the best you can. And then next season, we need to to win the league or we need to um, get somewhere in the Champions League. Uh, if that's the, the idea, then yeah. But that team, as it looks and as it stands, it needs some gelling there. I, I see a lot of... Um, players that might not be easily uh it might not be easy for them to gel together so yeah that's my take on it
0: yeah Rue, you've had that um discussion with me a few times in fact both of you guys actually have about continuity and um yeah chemistry it's a big thing um it would probably take these guys half a season to really gel properly and um What do you do then all of a sudden it's christmas and you're sitting 10th in the league or whatever you may be at the time um it'll be pretty hard it'll be pretty dang hard um it's an interesting take that it's a very interesting take and one that i actually agree with i think uh
2: that uh, that image the moment i saw that thing and all those pieces if Chelsea goes in for Cristiano Ronaldo, they're telling me they don't care about their team. As a player, the guy's brilliant. But if you're going to play Cristiano Ronaldo, you need to put a team together that's built around him. And that's just not how Chelsea has ever operated. To think you can change that in one window is. For lack of a better term, foolish.
0: <laughs> you can't change that type of thing in in one window. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking about Chelsea, I've just um, I came across an interesting tweet from the lads at um, Straight Out of Cobham, um, which is just a he's just a Chelsea fan. I just want to get your reaction to this one, lads.
2: Another day, same world, same Chelsea, same fake actions. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Now nah, I think that's the genuine sentiment, the general sentiment around uh, Chelsea fans. They they're probably not too happy with this fella.
0: I actually found this tweet to be. Um, I laughed when I seen it the first time, because um, it's exactly what we spoke about. Um, Mm. Not too long ago, come to think about it, um, when we actually had the chat about what's going on at Chelsea. Um, Yeah, so I found it quite interesting that even the Chelsea fans are starting to see it for themselves. Um, But hey, we'll wait and see. It's still early on. The season doesn't start for another month or so, so there's time there for them. One thing we've got about this Chelsea team is they've
2: got a lot of young youth players and your challenge the challenge you're going to get with them having so much talent in the youth rankings is that they're ready like they they need to start pulling the trigger on some of these young kids and mm. i i don't feel like i don't feel like your best bet is uh, overloading the system with a lot of purchases because you got to balance it somehow
0: you know yeah i agree i agree with that so
1: yeah uh let me let me chip in on this like uh (laughs) look they've just signed sterling so could the talk actually – could they be actually doing something? I don't know if if I, I totally agree with this fan. Um, yeah, hijacking is not the best. I mean, it just shows that you don't have a plan. But a fake action, that's where I say maybe not. Because I, I think Chelsea are genuinely in for these players. It's just their hijacking – Uh, from other teams but I definitely think they're genuinely in for these players
0: Do you think it's actually hijacking by other teams or is it that Todd is actually enjoying the anonymity of it all and travelling on Europe and there was those videos of him walking into that cafe in Barcelona and he turns around and says oh I'm just here to have lunch Uh, I kind of think he's enjoying it, he's enjoying being in the limelight, he's in. Enjoying how intense it all is and being front and center of all the action. Like, come on, I, I would enjoy it myself. Imagine you just spend four billion pounds on the team and you get to travel the world and everyone's like, just all that action. I, I, I would find it accelerating.
1: Absolutely, he is enjoying it. But um, when when the rooster comes, what's the saying? <laughs> when the rooster comes to roost. <laughs> It's going to be uh, pretty pretty bad because right now uh, I can see some Chelsea fans getting agitated by the fact that like there's a lot of uh, rumors of them being uh, linked to so many players. Preseason has already started. No one, only Sterling is um, in 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 over the line, and now um,
0: it hasn't been confirmed what, yet. He's having uh, his medical now.
1: Yeah, I'm like just right saying right it hasn't
0: been confirmed yet. There's still time for someone <laughs> to scoop in. Nah, not the while FAA he's having The FA haven't got that paperwork, man. The FA haven't got that paperwork yet. Not while he's having his medical.
2: Have, is, is there a history of a player being nabbed as they're having their medical? Um, Spurs. Know. Spurs. at Spurs. Um, no, they hijacked him from the airport, not from the medical.
0: Wow uh, okay not fair enough, but
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was Roman Pavlochenko or someone I don't they catch you, remember, you but... yeah they've they've hijacked somebody at the airport and 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 wow. pinged them there' smart, brilliant <laughs> That's but amazing. plenty of transfers, plenty of transfers were people who are hijacked. Alfredo Di Stefano was hijacked from Barcelona by Real Madrid. Then they had this agreement that he was going to play for Madrid first for a few seasons and then go and play for Barcelona. And then it never happened on the, the Barcelona side and ends up being one of Real Madrid's biggest legends and now the second top goal scorer after Cristiano Ronaldo, I believe.
1: Wow, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's yeah. totally insane. Yeah, but uh, I definitely see um Sterling going over the line. It's 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 definitely happening. Yeah.
2: Well look look at it this way. Chelsea's handing Man City a hundred million dollars. <laughs> they are actually So pretty much these guys have bought Haaland. they're gonna get a hundred million dollars and go, hmm, where do we wanna reinforce where we've just gotten rid of some of this potential dead wood?
1: Mm, that's true. That's true. But I, I, I like that City. It's, it's nice to see that City is doing some balancing of the books, you know, like they're selling players, they bought already, and the numbers look like they're adding up. Um, and I also like seeing that it's going to be a, a team that still needs chemistry this season. So I'll be really shocked if we don't take it this season, man. It's, it's so on the plate for us right now. So,
2: Man City won Cucherela. What is it Cucherela? How do you pronounce it? Cucharella?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, I'm not going to that. So, they won the, Brighton, the Spanish Brighton left back. He's, okay. Like, every time he's played against us, he's given solid difficulties. But then he's also pretty decent at distribution. So, that's somebody who's going to be able to cross the ball for Haaland on top of his yeah. Cancelo or whoever they have. Yeah, excuse me. Kyle Walker's on the right. Who's back up to Kyle Walker?
0: It's him and Cancelo on the right, isn't it?
2: And then who's That's on the left?
0: Up... Um... Zinchenko, whatever his name is. Um, but I thought they were bringing this
2: Cucharella fella to replace Zinchenko and then have the other guy uh um,
0: Cancelo has played on the left. They had Benjamin, they had Mendy, who's um who's no that, longer in, employed. Who's in the Stockies? <laughs> yes, he's um he's on a state sponsored holiday at the moment, I bet you could call it. He's, he's <laughs> in.
2: Okay, so Cancelo's a right back, Carl Walker's a right back, uh Mendy was a left back. Zinchenko is the left back, so they'll keep Zinchenko. They'll bring in Kucharella and then Kucherella yeah. is are Your left backs, and then right backs is Cancelo and Kyle Walker.
1: Yeah, all right, all right. I, I would still that. play.
0: I would still play. Um, Cancelo as a left back, he was probably the best left back in the league last year. Um, his distribution, his playmaking from that side was next level. Why would you take him from that side? I wouldn't. He's not a natural uh, left footer.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's not a natural left footer. I think that's the reason why they want to put him back to the right. Yeah. I think. Not having I a disagree. natural
2: left footer when defending, you get rolled by the right guy, yeah. you'll get rolled. Yeah.
0: But the and point I, is, I, no one rolled him last year.
2: I was last year, baby. So this next year could be <laughs> something different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't. <laughs> like, if if you remember the year we beat Real Madrid playing with Rafa Benitez, he switched the fullbacks. We beat Real Madrid, but we beat Barcelona in the league as well. I mean, in the Champions League, we beat Madrid and Barcelona. And what Rafa Benitez did is he switched the fullbacks. The right back fullback went to left back, and the left back fullback went to right back because of the whole Messi and Ronaldinho like to cut back in. So they're playing on on the side of the field where it was their wrong foot. You know how That's Messi smart. likes cutting back in on his left and That's Ronaldinho? Smart. So you can do that for a couple of games, but in the season, you need your natural guys. And Couturella yes, can yeah. switch over onto the right side as well. So, yeah, maybe Pep Guardiola is trying to sort out his his tinkering problem by actually getting guys who can fit into those roles.
0: Are we going to ignore the fact that one of the best left backs ever to play the game, Mr. Philip Lam, was right-footed? Now you don't won't need, won't to, be be don't need they, to be left-footed. We don't need to be left-footed to play. On but the wait,
1: left-footed. but wait. I have I have to cut in on this one. I think it, you can only use history to a certain extent because I've been thinking about this quite a lot. That like football has evolved to a point where. Most of the players, like your average player is so much better. you know what I mean? like yeah. the technicality that like these uh, soccer schools are, are are putting into these average players is so much of a higher grade than uh, five seasons ago. That's why I, I hear what you're saying with with these players, but I would argue also that like, now people are more technical, and their ability to do things is, is so much higher. Like when I when I watch these highlight reels of old games and I see the keepers getting beat by <laughs> such like, <laughs> like such simple plays, but like now today, half of the Premier League keepers are, are saving that. So that's why I would say, yeah. It it would make sense that um, a historic figure uh, played with um, um, the wrong footing. But can he get away with it this season now? Probably not.
2: So I remember when they switched him. In transfer market, his position is right back. But I remember when they switched him from right back to left back. And he played defensive midfielder. They've played that guy or they played him in all these different spots because he was just an all-rounder. For me, it's very similar to that uh, David Alaba. Like, you've just got a guy who can do it all. Like, there's no question that Philip Lamb could do it all. But do you really want a jack-of-all-trades or do you want a specialist? Because why would you take a guy who is a top left back and say, okay, well, we've bought another left back. We're going to put you at right back. Well, you've got a right back already. Like, they've got all these pieces, best players in the world, in one of the best leagues in the world. I say play dudes on the, 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 the favorite foot.
0: Okay. So, conversely, is Carl Walker one of their better, more senior defenders? Would you drop Carl Walker for Zinchenko, whatever his name is at the moment? As in, go play Carl Walker, Walker at left back. No, 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 a right back. So I would. Zinchenko's the reason I'm back. arguing. The reason I'm arguing about playing Cancelo on the left is that Man City were actually very secure and solid when Cancelo was on the left. He had yeah. their centre backs and he had Carl Walker. The fact that he's able to play there and was cutting in, like coming infield, and actually spraying the ball and playing really well, and he was like having Kevin De Bruyne on the opposite side of the field again, it was highly effective. That's the only reason why I would potentially look at playing them like that and then potentially resting Carl Walker and playing one of the younger left-backs when and switching Cancelo over to the right and interchanging them like that. It's,
2: I mean, it makes sense, right? Uh, there's definitely room for it but would you need to if you have solid people in that role already i don't think they're gonna spend 40 million that they're gonna pay brighton to bring a guy in so you can bench for another guy using the wrong foot
0: hey we're talking about spending 40 million on nathan Ake and having him on the bench
2: because they don't have any other options. Chelsea's issue is they've got two first team centre backs. Oh. Two. That's it. That's all they got. They got Thiago Silva and Chaloba. And the only reason Chaloba is in the conversation is because they had to give the boy a chance over the last season in a bit. Right? They don't they got two. So you're bringing in Nathan Ike, you're spending forty million because you need four.
1: I think we lost you, room.
0: <laughs> oh, I was just trying to be difficult with that. I can't comment. <laughs> no,
2: but it, it, it's, it's it's you're right in the sense that how many players in football have been converted? The way Henri was played by Juve and what they went and did with him at Arsenal, players have been moved from positions and they end up being a star elsewhere, and you just don't see it coming. So it's possible. I just feel like. He's bringing that fella in with a plan because that guy was solid at left-back. He was solid for Brighton
0: at left-back. Very true. Very true. So now I think we need to move on to our love piece. (laughs) Tawana, Um, you sent me an interesting um, leaked kit today. Um, Yep. Not sure if I'm um, um, much of a fan person. You're on board. Um, <laughs> I don't know. To me, it kind of looks like a three year old giving crayons in Wintertown. Oh, <laughs>
1: <of> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Chappie, no. <laughs> I, I really dig it. I like it. I think it's uh, creative personally. It just, uh, it would be nice to see what it actually looks like if the, the detail and the fabric is uh, in sync with that color wave thing going on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, hopefully, the announcement comes soon. On um, Maybe we, we wear it on the, the Man City game uh, charity shield. So, who knows? Hopefully, it comes out soon.
2: I don't like it.
1: Oh, I don't like no. it. No, come uh, on.
2: Come on. I feel, like, I feel like Nike have missed the bar on a lot of our kits than actually hit the mark.
1: Okay. What's your I favorite feel like, historic kit?
2: To be honest, it was, I really liked the Reebok white. Ooh, you remember yeah, the, the one Gunda had? Right? The, yeah, the cream one. So when yeah, these that's... guys replicated that last season, I was like, I yeah. can go for that. Um,
1: okay, okay, okay.
2: There's okay. jerseys in the past for Liverpool. I've hated like that purple mess. Oh my God, I hated that purple mess.
0: The warrior one? Ah, uh,
2: I hated that thing. Which, I hated, which warrior
1: oh, one? Is it the the home kit, the red one? No, the purple, no, the purple. The purple. Oh, the purple. Got it. Got the Suarez got it, got it.
0: one, the one that Suarez is banging goals in. <laughs> I, didn't I, it. It. I, I didn't mind it.
1: I didn't mind it actually
0: because Suarez was scoring goals in it.
1: That's why.
0: Um, look, to me, it just like it. reminds me of um, old school geography when we were learning topography. Oh no! <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh,
2: Another one I didn't like is that grey Liverpool one. I didn't like that. Even though we destroyed United at Old Trafford in that kit, I didn't like it.
0: Damn, you guys... In the replays.
1: Damn you guys uh, look really a tough crowd. You're you're such a tough <laughs> crowd.
0: So Liverpool Football Club have uh, we've just left for our tour of Thailand. And I believe the lads have just landed as well and um uh, absolutely just loving it and um, taking in all the love and adulation of the fans over in Thailand. Um, Tony, you were mentioning something about the travelling team and the game that's on um, Wednesday or Tuesday, I think you were saying?
1: Yeah, um, on my side, it's on a Tuesday. I'm not sure on your side. So, um, we're playing Manchester United and um, the guys that travelled, it looks like a really good team. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for Fabio Cavaglio. I'm super excited for Nunes to actually see what they do but I, I doubt Klopp will give Nunes uh, some time because he just arrived in the training field now because I know um for the past couple of days I hadn't seen any pictures of him on the um, on the training pitch uh the the with the videos that uh Liverpool was showing so it, it'll be pretty interesting to see um what the team will set up like if he actually does put in Cavalio. Man, this kid, uh, I'm pure sauce, bro. A baller, baller. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see this game on Tuesday, even though obviously it won't be um, uh, like a first team competitive game, but whatever they're going to show us. Will give us an idea of how most of these new team players have um, will will set up. I know also that uh, Ramsey didn't travel because he has a little injury, so uh, we won't be seeing. He's nineteen a...
0: years old. You don't get injured when you're nineteen. No. Come on, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> so what what do you think? What do you think it is? Oh, he's
0: just soft. COVID. <laughs>
1: nice. Nah, COVID. You you can't
2: put soft and Scottish so, in the same Exactly, second. exactly. It has to. Exactly. It has to be COVID. It has to be COVID, man. Like I did. No, oh, I. He reckon? does have a little injury. Nah, nah. I'm. I'm. I'm just goofing. He does have <laughs> a little injury. I did hear that, and it's he, yeah. like I think they're just protecting him. Season hasn't yeah. started. No, no need to no
1: to pile to it on.
2: He, he's gonna yeah. get. Yeah, he's gonna get eased into it.
1: Yeah. No, the the squad is looking good, man. Uh, jota over there Um oh, man
2: i it's wouldn't exciting. even play tuesday
1: can't come anytime it can't come sooner man
2: i wouldn't even start like i think i'll play nunez second half of that man united game i wouldn't give him much game time i'd give i will play two two teams one first half one second half i'd play a lot of kids plenty of kids plenty of kids
1: so he usually does that for preseason. Yeah, he always plays uh, first half, uh, second half. And usually what happens is that they, they have heavy training before the game so that he can see uh, how they handle pressure after, like, um, heavy legs. So obviously they will play the um, kids. Actually, it'll be a mixture. It'll be first half uh, kids and adults second half kids and adults so yeah personally I just want to see how Nunez is positioned I want to see how uh because I know that whoever plays first half or second half it's going to be the same strategy and formula so it'll be nice to see what exactly we're going to do with Nunez in the team
0: I think we're just I, going to do a lot of running in preseason. Um, Like even the Charity Shield, I don't think we're going to be taking it too seriously because I believe you've got a match right the day after the Charity Shield or something like that. Um, I think we're just going to use as much time as we can to build up our fitness. And our results in preseason aren't usually great anyway. They're Um,
2: pretty big average, yeah.
0: That's an understatement. Um, It's always been one of those (laughs) things that our results in preseason are just awful, really. Um, but yeah, I'm excited as well as you know honestly. I can't lie. Watching Darwin <laughs> run around, it's gonna be great. Um so I, I disagree,
1: the... I disagree about that charity shield, man. I, I want that thing, man. I absolutely is... want that thing. I want every is... single way that we get.
0: Here's well, we've already won the our... Masters Cup, haven't we? <laughs> <True>. <laughs>
1: here's
2: the here's the list of games, right? So Man United on the twelfth. Crystal Palace on the 15th, RB Mm -hmm. Leipzig on the 21st, Salzburg on the 27th, Community Shield on the 30th, Strasbourg on the 31st, right? Um, And then Premier League starts on the 6th. I think it's fitness all the way. It is fitness every day. You're not really going to see the tactical side of things at all. Maybe the Community Shield. I don't think he's going to put a weak, sp- weak team on the Community Shield. I think the second team, guys, will get the Strasbourg game. But Community Shield, I'm pretty confident. He's going to go with what would be your Darwin Nunez gunning uh, Mo Salah, um, maybe uh, Diaz on the left. Um If Mo Salah's with the team now, I'm not sure. I didn't see him. Um, he's probably there um
0: yeah i saw him in one of the tweets today getting off the bus
2: yeah i i think you'll see a lot of guys would start but i think you'll see people rested i don't know if you're gonna see i think you're gonna see uh coleman keller and goals instead of allison in that community shield potentially um and uh yeah i think you'll see a bit of a bit of rotation i probably want to see the greek freak at left back instead of robo give robo some rest Premier League starting
0: the week after so yeah honestly a bit of rotation (laughs) and with that I think we'll call it a wrap for the day gentlemen thank you very much for your time and thank you you for listening thank you for listening and remember to follow us and give us a five star review if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify and uh, please share on your socials and get the word out Um, if you're watching us on YouTube please subscribe to our channel and like our videos
1: Peace.